Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute at Cleveland Clinic. In each podcast, we aim to provide relevant and helpful information for healthcare professionals involved in cardiac, vascular, and thoracic specialties. Enjoy. I'm Dr. Steve Nissen, and I'm here with Dr. Serge Harb, who's a member of our imaging section in the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. And Dr. Harb's been an innovator in using new technology, 3D printing, for various cardiovascular applications. So let's start with an understanding. What exactly is 3D printing? Thank you, Dr. Nissen. Thank you for having me. So 3D printing is basically trying to replicate patient's anatomy based on imaging that is available. And it's taking this image and making a replica of the patient's specific anatomic structures. And you have one of those in here. Yes, and we have many of these. Yeah. As you can see, we can print the whole heart or we can print only part of the heart, which is the area of interest. So this is a computer-driven device that uses plastics to make a three-dimensional model of the heart. Actually, what we do is first we acquire uh, the image. It must be a 3D image. Yes. So it's either a, a cardiac CT scan or a cardiac magnetic resonance imaging with 3D uh, acquisition or a 3D echo. Yes. So it has to be a volumetric data set. What we do is we take the image and we put it in a specific software and there are many softwares available. And this next step includes segmentation and editing. Segmentation means you define the structures of interest that are relevant to this patient's specific condition. You draw them, you make sure that the software is taking the, the, the pieces that are of interest. And then you edit, meaning you can take the whole heart, a part of the heart, or you can sometimes, like for example, in this case, create an artificial opening in one of the walls of the heart so you can anticipate when you will be simulating a procedure so you can see what's going on. So, so you could give this to a surgeon, and this is sort of the view they might have in the operating room? Exactly. And this is the, 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 the point behind it. So we do this editing, we do the segmentation, the editing, this is the second step. And once we have this final file, we send it to a printer. We have one readily available here at Cleveland Clinic, which is state of the art. And then we decide on the material that we want to use. And there is a lot of material, as you can see. You can decide on the colors. You can decide on the properties of the material. Is that a 3D printed heart over there? It is. Can I see that? Of course. Here you go. It's remarkable. I mean, it's a complete reconstruction of the heart. And you made this with a machine from, a, from an echo, echo image. From a CAT scan. This was from a CAT scan. Okay. Actually, if we want to choose one modality, probably the CAT scan would be the best given its excellent spatial resolution, but also we have printed based on MRIs and echoes. And then what you can see also is that we can combine material. Like this specific uh, case had severe leakage of the tricuspid valve, but he also had a pacemaker lead. So we printed the heart in a soft material, and you can feel that, and we printed the pacemaker in a more rigid material just to simulate yes. these two. Was this hand-colored, or did you program it so that the areas that are uh, having deoxygenated blood are in blue and oxygenated blood in red? Is that what you did? Yeah, you can decide any, you have full you know, flexibility in deciding what colors you'd like for what structures, and you know, it's mainly you know, for, for the display, you have full control of what you, what you would like. All right, so you can do this. Mm -hmm. What is it useful for? It's a great question. So the 3D printing is, 
you know, it's not something that's useful for everyday's case. It's not something that for routine procedures, for routine cases, for straightforward cases, while it is nice to have a 3D printed model, it's not needed clinically. Where we find the value is specifically in two scenarios. When you have innovative new procedures, especially now, as you know, with the emerging field of structural heart interventions and being able to replace valves minimally invasively. So for new innovative procedures is one application where you can try on the model before trying on the patient. The other big application is in patients who have atypical cardiac anatomy. Cardiac anatomy that's not the typical, the usual. The heart rotated to the right and vessel originating from an anomalous branch, these kind of things is where 3D printing can be helpful. Yeah. And so is this used mostly in surgical or in, or in structural heart disease planning? Is that how you're using it? This is mainly how we're using it. We're yeah. using it mainly for some surgical planning when the anatomy is not straightforward or the procedure we're planning, a minimally invasive procedure in something that is usually done more invasively. And also in uh, structured heart interventions where the procedure is kind of new, innovative, not has been applied many times before, so the operator has not much experience in terms of sizing it, anticipating the complications that can occur. So we use it and we actually take the model and then do the procedure on the model. So we have one try before doing it on the patient themselves, which... Um, so it's is, like being used for simulation. Exactly. This is the main actually use and we've done it and many times is when you take the model, we size the valve, which valve would size best, and then we put you the see valve. if it's going to fit. We see if it's going to fit, and then we test it. We see if it's going to leak. We see how it's going to sit. We see if there is any, we anticipate any complications. And many times we've decided to go minimally invasive for cases that are very challenging. And then based on the model, we have either resized uh, the valve that we had intentionally planned or adopted a different approach for it. Have you been able to show with you know, some science around this that you actually can make a difference. So what can, you, what can you tell us about this? Obviously, it's really sexy, really attractive, but what's the evidence that it's actually useful? It's a, it's a great question. And actually, it's one of the limitations, but also what we need to keep in mind is that this is a very particular patient population that we are addressing. We're not using it broadly. We're just specifically addressing patients who have you know, atypical anatomy or new, very new innovative procedures. There is no solid data to support uh, its use scientifically. There is a lot of work being done in, in that regard, but it's, it's, it's something that, you know, when you, give, when you give the cardiologist or the surgeon and they look at, you're like, wow, this is definitely helpful, but it's still not translated into manuscripts backing it up. How expensive is the technology? These 3D printers, I would guess, I know they, when they first came out, they were pretty expensive. Are they accessible now? It's, it's, it's a great question. Actually, I've started doing this probably five, six years ago, and the price has been going significantly down in terms of printers, in terms of materials, in terms of you know processing. There is competition going on in the market, which is driving the costs down. And then now you can... If, depending on the material you use, but you can go down significantly on the price. So uh, what are we talking about here? I mean, the, these devices, how much does a 3D printer now cost? It depends if it's a part of the heart or like, you know, we're talking, you know, maybe everything included in the range of a couple of hundreds of dollars. If it's not the whole heart, if it's only a piece of the heart. So, I, so you can actually just go out and for a few hundred dollars, you can, you can make a model of somebody's heart from their CT scan or their MRI. 
even even less for for this one just like specifically limited to the aortic root and the origins of the coronary arteries yes we can we can go down to, to the 100 and, range and tell me why you did this so what, what what was this being done for it's a great question this is a subject for who had a bicuspid aortic valve so we wanted to look at the bicuspid but specifically we did this was just for a purpose of demonstration and we had printed similar cases but for a case that had an anomalous origin of the coronary artery from the opposite cusp and that had a complete occlusion of the coronary vessel. So the key question was, which catheter do we use that would fit best and which catheter would provide us with enough support to go and open up this chronically occluded coronary vessel? And based on the 3D printed model, we had anticipated before even going to the procedure which specific catheter we can use and then we, it was, you know, we went straight ahead for this catheter. We knew how much to maneuver it in order to engage appropriately in the coronary artery and securely and do the procedure successfully. So one of our interventional cardiologists who does chronic total occlusions was using this to, to, exactly. guide, to guide the therapy. Exactly. All right, so where are we going with this? This is obviously exciting. It's getting a lot of attention, uh, you know, the whole technology. What's next? Next is further improvements in the software and the materials. Uh, a main challenge that we have now is that the physical properties of the material that we use do not exactly reflect the physical properties of the human tissue. So there is a lot of work being done into, into that regards. Do you think actually in the near future, I mean, this is obviously, this heart is rigid. Yes. It's like a rigid piece of plastic. So are you suggesting that you might be able to get to the point where this would actually have the same character as as tissue? This is the hope, this is the work. We're not there yet, there is a long road, I think, before getting uh, getting there, but there is a lot of, you know, we, we see it throughout this process. I've seen so much improvement in the material and the technology that is being used. Yeah. Now, the heart's a moving structure, and so you're freezing it at one point in time. You know, this is nigh, is this systole, is it diastole, is it a blend of both? What what, what can you say about that? That's a, that's a great, Great question and spot on. So this is, with the heart, as you know, it's a moving structure as opposed to many other organs. So what we do when we acquire a, a CT scan or an MRI, it's we go throughout the cardiac cycle and then we decide which phase is specifically relevant to this specific procedure or intervention or surgery. And based on it, we decide when to print. For example, tricuspid valve. We have a lot, of, we did a lot of printing for intervening for tricuspid regurgitation. As you know, this is a systolic problem, so we typically print them in systole to see how the valve behaves when it's, uh, when it's cl closed and, or you know, defective in closing. While, while we had other cases of severe tricuspid stenosis, and in these specific cases, we printed them in diastole, which was the most important phase for this specific case. So it's tailored to the patient, it's tailored to the condition, and we take all of this into account. Well, it's really a fascinating area. Um, thank you so much for bringing all of us up to speed on something that I suspect will be around for a long time to come and only get, uh, get better as technology gets better to do this. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.